Hey y'all, um, I'm Molly. And I'm Lance. And this is Sand, a podcast about Dune, um, where we'll be discussing uh, the first of Frank Herbert's Dune, at least uh, book club style. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, so that's basically the, the setup for this. Yeah, so you'll read the book along with us if you feel like it, mm-hmm. or if you don't feel like it, if you've already read it or familiar or don't care to read it. Just listen anyway. Do yeah. it how you want. So, yeah. So we'll basically be reading um, about six chapters at a time, about 50 pages roughly um, per episode. Uh, and we'll encourage you to read that part first. Um, or as Lance said, if you don't care to do that, that's fine too. But we'll always let you know what we're reading for the next episode so you can get prepared. So uh, if you have thoughts uh, uh, about uh, Dune or questions about Dune or questions for us or just things you want to share with us, Mm -hmm. our email address is sandthepodcast at Um, gmail.com. We encourage you to email us and and tell us about whatever you want to tell us or ask us about. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, That will be so fun. I love a a book club for that, for the camaraderie and the... The different perspectives and yeah it should be said now we're both um dune uh casual fans <laughs> oh yeah very yeah. much casual fans i think actually in the episode you're about to hear yeah uh it, we discuss how casual we are so yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get to that but i just i can't emphasize that much uh, enough how casual right. yeah the fandom very is. very casual but um interested and enthusiastic so yeah, so always be there to kind of enlighten us or give your thoughts or whatever. The other, so in yeah. this episode, yeah, what yeah, you yeah. will be hearing, uh, we are going to be discussing David Lynch's Dune, the movie. Right. So just uh, a, a bit of a warning. If you haven't read the books and you haven't seen the movies or the miniseries, uh, then you and you don't want to be spoiled, then you might want to skip this episode, and that's fine. The next episode, we are going to be reading the first six chapters of the book. Uh, and if you want to read that, you've got a week to read that. Uh, and then uh, you can listen to it and experience it with us. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just I think we go over this in this episode too, but another thing that we'll be doing is just talking about movies we've watched during the week um, because it's fun. I don't know. <laughs> this will have nothing to do with Dune. It's just to like, yeah, I don't know. I like the movies you watch, Lance. It's nice to hear about them. And uh, and I enjoy the same. Thanks. Hearing from you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's probably about it. Um, without further ado. Yeah, either skip this episode or enjoy this episode. I think you said it first. <laughs> thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Woo! Cool. That was great. Yeah, perfect. A beginning is a very delicate time. Know then that it is the year 10,191. In this time, the most precious substance in the universe is the spice melange. The spice extends life. The spice exists on only one planet in the entire universe. The planet is Arrakis, also known as Dune.
would need to, but you might as well. Oh, it just says recording, so I guess it's. I, yeah, I think it records to this, and then we could both save it or something, which is maybe why the microphone works. I don't really know. No, it says please request record permission from the meeting host when I hit it. Okay. But it says you're recording. Great. All right, recording. Should be that easy. I when I saved it, it records separately the audio and the like video. Oh, that's good. Which is great because uh, this is going to take a while to learn. <laughs> I'm like messing around, even just making a little theme song. Oh, and, you're making uh, a theme song? Well, yeah, I'm clipping together some some clips. I don't know what the copyright is on that, but <laughs> I think it's fine to mash up stuff. Probably we will at least they won't. If it's a mashup, they won't like find it. Yeah, but if it's all a mashup from the same <laughs> source material, no, because like the whatever they use to like look for that stuff looks for like a oh. specific file. I think I don't okay. know. I'm not. I don't really. Yeah. Know well, I was stuff. picturing like David Lynch listening to it <laughs> himself. <laughs> I mean, like that's an infringement. So Molly, but. we have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I liked seeing him in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, okay, so um cool. That we'd start by just talking about kind of what we wanna do in the podcast. This isn't the official beginning. Oh, okay. We have we're not on yet. We're easing into it. Okay. Okay. Cool, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. But I might keep your impression anyway. Okay. Well, I'm sure I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Again. Yeah, it's a it's a fun voice to do. Yeah. I like to do it. I think right now I'm I'm still uh, getting comfortable. So <laughs> okay, I, I think if I announce that enough, I'll be good. And yeah, then... keep saying you're uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, make you comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I need some um, some Bene Gesserit mind tricks right now to get me settled so okay so yeah um i hadn't read it since i was in high school uh then i just reread it this week oh you reread the whole thing just just reread it mm-hmm. okay yeah so i'm all fresh on it i haven't started rereading it yet that's good that's fine okay um i just wanted to make sure i like knew everything before we go like into the you know part by part um cool. yeah and i hadn't seen the david lynch movie either again i'll repeat that um <laughs> being so weird i'm sorry no i love it <laughs> okay um uh, so did you so one thing i didn't really like think about too much is like an intro oh yeah well i think you should intro it okay uh, and I think we should be, like, uh, up front that we don't have a title yet. Yeah. <laughs> We're still workshopping that. That they will have, by the time they download this, so we will have to have picked a title. So they'll right. know the title. It'll be this, like, <laughs> fun thing. Yeah. Where they know the title, we don't. Yeah. Um, and then maybe we just talk about, you know, our experiences with Dune and with books and with movies. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so do you... Do you like the idea of talking about some movies we've watched this week? 
Sure. I was trying to list out all the movies. I've seen so many movies and I can't remember but five right now. Oh, that's fine. So okay. I was thinking we'd list them. I mean, you can list. I'm not going to like check on you, but like okay. we can list them. And then um, like I was thinking if there were two in particular you wanted to talk about and then one I wanted you to talk about and vice versa. Like what? Okay, this is my dumb format for this, okay. <laughs> which is like, we'll list everything that we watched that you can remember. It's not a hard and fast rule. Just to like, I'm always curious what people are listening to, watching, stuff like that. Or just the movies. Um, and then, uh, then we can talk about, we can each pick two to talk about. And then pick one that the other mentioned for them to talk about. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, okay, so, if I were to list five movies, I'd okay. say, and I'm going to, I would like to go into further detail about these two. And okay. then you'd say, I'd also like you to go into further detail about this other one. But that's a very formulaic way to just have a conversation. Okay. About the movies we've watched. Okay, I <laughs> yeah. understand now. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah. That would be the movie segment. Uh, yeah, the movie segment. Okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah. I like um, it. Cool. I tried yeah. to think of games we could play, but I couldn't really think of anything specific. Maybe mm -hmm. we'll think of some later. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought I'd certainly like to try to act out some of these scenes. <laughs> <laughs> for fun. Just a verbatim, like, re... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that could be, like, a fun... Okay. A potential game. Oh, I thought of a different game too. Well, shoot. I don't remember, but yeah, we'll have to be like chapter specific. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And cool. uh, so today, yeah, I thought we'd do our little welcoming thing, who we are, maybe our podcast, what we do as a podcast. We could talk about Victrola for a second if you wanted. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As you said, our like relationship to Dune and also to books and movies. All right. As you nice. said, yes. And nice, then talk nice. about our movies of the week, have a discussion. Um, and then talk about David Lynch's Dune and maybe, mm -hmm. you know, some of his other movies. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, <clears throat> oh, one, one game I thought we could play. I haven't looked at the cast for the new movie. Mm -hmm. So I thought we could do a live reaction to that. Oh, yeah. You want me yeah. to redo the cast and you can... Yeah. Okay. I mean, have you, do you already know the cast? I know most of them. Yeah. So yeah. just a, yeah, a reaction to them, basically. But yeah, cool. you can read it and okay. I'll react since I don't really know them yet. But and maybe we can do a thing where react. I could say an actor and you could guess who they're playing. Ooh, that's a game. Okay. Okay, that's great. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, we don't know the name yet. Still tossing them around. Mm -hmm. um, cool. All right. Anything else to emphasizing that this is like a plane we're building in the sky? Yeah, it's a plane we're building in the sky. <laughs> I like that comes from somewhere, right? That's already something someone said. I think the Wright brothers. <laughs> the Wright brothers <laughs> said, we're building a plane in the sky. Mm -hmm. That's how they came up with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> they were in the sky and they needed it 
Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. All right. So, cool. Our... Oh, there's birds. Yeah. It's springtime. All right. Cool. Um, going live in three seconds. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, hey, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to, well, so we don't have a title yet. <laughs> That's uh, something you'll know before we know um, in the order of this podcast. Um, but this is a Dune podcast uh, about Dune, all things Dune, what it could mean where it came from, where it's going. Does it have anything to do with the world today? And is it a key? And what's the door? So those are a few of my questions just off the bat. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm Molly. Um, and uh, I, we're going to be hosting this Dune podcast with uh, Lance. Yeah, sorry. I didn't know if you wanted me to introduce myself. I'm Lance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Lance, please uh, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Lance. I'm the co-host <laughs> for this podcast, like Molly just said. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I'm excited about it. I'm also uh, just as uh, uh, clueless on what this will be. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about a few of the names we've talked about so far? Oh, yeah. Um, I have to look at our text. Uh, yeah. I know that I had suggested... Uh, Mostly not serious. Get her Dune. <laughs> yeah. Which I think you'd have to say like, get her Dune, mm -hmm. you know. Right. With ATV sounds or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Where, oh, yeah. You had a really good one. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you remember that one? What, uh, we're Duned. We're Duned. Yeah. yeah. I like we're Duned. Yeah, that one feels good for this time. Oh, um, by the way, just to start this off on the right note, I read that um, podcasts are down 15% nationwide listening this week. I think it's because people are going out to drive less. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because most people listen to it while they're driving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this really wasn't going to be for the masses, probably. But hey, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, I think we should have a conversation about who this is for because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's not for real, like real big Dune heads, right? Like, cause we're, yeah. we're at least just mostly doing the first book, <laughs> right? The first entry in the Dune yeah. saga. Uh, I'm no expert. I read three of the books. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm not a, a crazy Dune expert. No. How deep are you? Uh, definitely not too deep. I've felt it just tugging at my subconscious for many years, but um, <clears throat> ner nerds don't really like uh, intuitive pulls to things. I think they like you to know all the facts and really be very well read on all of that. And um, it's overwhelming. I mean, all of the stuff about Dune you know, what it might be based on. So I'm, I'm, I got a little overwhelmed, but I'm excited to dive in. I just don't think it will be any, there's no like real uh, um, great, I don't know, like overarching approach that I'm taking to this or anything. 
Um, yeah, so yeah, I think it'll it'll be people experiencing us experience it. Right? Yeah, like yeah, that. that's nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we'll be kind of mostly for people. I like the idea of it being like kind of a, a book club of sorts. Um, mm. You know, thinking of it that way, we'll try to break it up into pretty manageable little pieces and hopefully that's good because can yeah what i am i am a uh book dummy and i'm really slow at reading because okay. i have adhd <laughs> and it's hard for me to read fast mm-hmm. uh, and you i think drink books yes you're very like you read a lot i i do like to read yeah absolutely um but i really appreciate talking about it afterwards especially science fiction because I find like just the um basic like trying to understand what is going on (laughs) difficult sometimes um because it's so you know they're like there's all this world building it has no real connection to the world that I live in so I have to like do a lot of mental work just to imagine it and uh, so I really like it when people can just tell me like the dumbest things <laughs> about the book. <laughs> so I will probably be asking some really stupid questions like where did the Bene Gesserit live? Cause I still don't really know. Like it's just details I missed <laughs> that are like not that deep, but man, you are, you already hit a question. I don't know. I can answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't have to, that's not what this episode's okay. about. This one okay, is just good. about, um, we're just going to talk about kind of what we're, why we're drawn to Dune who we are and uh we'll talk about david lynch's dune yes yeah oh yeah we haven't said that yet today's this this episode will focus on david lynch's dune right okay yeah but Um, let's give some background on our on ourselves and our experiences with dune is that what we're doing yeah that's what we're doing okay cool (laughs) yeah very good um so yeah so we're both on this podcast um victrola Right. Mm-hmm. In Austin, Texas. Um, okay, I want to scrap that. Okay, you okay. don't want to tell anybody that. No, I do want to tell people that. Okay, <laughs> but I want you to. I want you to start. I feel like I've been talking a lot, so I just want okay. you to say like, "I'm Lance." Whatever, introduce yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think for the third time now, I'm Lance. <laughs> I, I, I knew, I've known Molly since before. Victrola, but we yeah. we do a podcast together called Victrola, which is like an improvised sketch podcast. We call it that, even though it's just fully improvised. It's just edited at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should check it out. It's funny, very funny. Yeah, I laugh. Makes me laugh. Yeah, we both laugh on mic all the time. <laughs> yeah. So if you listen to it, you can hear us both laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. I think it's charming. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Do you remember um what uh where we met? Well, I'm I've got two guesses. Okay. Uh one is the Grand. Mhm. The other one would be Cold Town Theater. Okay, good guess. Second Do you one. Remember? Ding ding ding. Yeah, I remember. Okay. 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 You were well, but I I understand why you probably wouldn't remember um which is I was in a level 1 with Josh Krelove. Oh, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Totally, totally, totally. the teaching assistant, yeah. That's right, I do remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, that's where I remember meeting you the first time. Okay, I do, uh, yeah, I do yeah. remember that now. 
And you went away for a little while after that and then came back to improv, right? That's right. Okay. Um, yeah, but so that's my only other podcast that I do. Oh, yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's the only one. I've got some ideas, but uh, this is this is the first one that I'm really excited to start. So, um, okay, so great. Um, I guess now, Lance, uh, when did you first read Dune and kind of why did you like yeah, it? Or? So when I was uh, a teen, I had a group of friends that were all obsessed with Dune, mm-hmm. uh, the movie specifically. Um, and I remember they had seen it a million times. I had never seen it. And they were like, we're going to watch it tomorrow night. You should come over. So I came over and they were watching the Alan Smithy cut, which is this like version of Dune where they try to make it more like the book. And it's, uh, so long and full of exposition and, uh, really crude drawings that David Lynch requested his name be taken off of it. (laughs) And quite frankly, it's boring. Yeah. So they 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 were watching that version mm-hmm. and I didn't know that it was some special version mm-hmm. uh and I was like this is boring I'm leaving and I left uh and then throughout like just like for years people would qu- they would all quote it and get tattoos about it I think my friend had the a fear is the mind killer tattoo sure. uh and and another friend of mine is in a like a pretty well known hardcore band called Shy Elude um and uh, I, I, I was just like, wh- why do these people like this dumb movie so much? It seems so boring. So I just, when I was like 19 or whatever, I just read it and it was, and, and just fascinated me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I read it again right away. Uh, and then waited like 20 years and read it again, <laughs> just like a couple years ago. Uh, that's, yeah, that's my experience. I'm not like, again, I'm not like a Dune expert. When people ask me what my favorite book is, I always say Dune, but that's because I'm not like good at reading books. <laughs> well, so why did why do you say that? Was there like an initial reaction to it? Yeah, there's just uh, there's just something so rich about it, and and you can see it's you can see its influences in so much stuff. Like even mm-hmm. star, you know, something as dumb as Star Wars, like you you can see Dune is fingerprints all over all over sci-fi movies, especially. Um, and, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just the, it's, it, and it's probably the world I could imagine the most while reading it. Like I could mm-hmm. just really see everything and it wasn't the movie version. I was just like seeing a, my own version in my head and it was just really rich. I just really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I know. not boring. It's, it's really not boring. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of nervous to restart it. So yeah, cause I read it in high school and I remember reading it, um, in my, like, I remember starting it and reading the part about the Gom Jabbar, um, mm-hmm. like very clearly I was sitting in, um, there was this music studio above straight music near target in Austin. Um, and, um, I was waiting for a drum lesson and like I had this really cool drum teacher he had like long ponytail and wore flowy Hawaiian shirts and uh (laughs) he um he was like really tall and he just had a very intelligent looking face and he had this tiny little room and anyway so I just and like the whole studio smelled very incense-y and kind of hippie-ish and so I remember 
like I have such a big sense memory for that with this book, but I don't remember much after that, <laughs> or I didn't remember much after that. So, but I've always been, I also had a really good friend in high school and college who like really, I think saw Paul Atreides as like a person to model yourself after. He's like really, mm-hmm. yeah. So, which I've met a lot of people like that <laughs> since. Like people who see themselves as white saviors? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, people who just like want to gain a lot of skills um, so that they can like control every aspect of their emotions and um, yeah, yeah, uh, just become sort of a superior man. Chosen one. Yeah, chosen one to rule. (laughs) Are these also Um, people that think they can reach this by doing a lot of drugs? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, no, most of the people I know like really wanted to, or the person I'm thinking of just wanted to gain pure mental and physical skills. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to undergo training. Okay. Um, Did they do like Brazilian jiu-jitsu or something? That kind of thing, yeah, yeah for okay. sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've always been really kind of fascinated fr- with that archetype. Um, and uh, yeah, reading it again. Oh, the other dumb thing that drew me back to it is that um last podcast on the left which you hate sorry you don't like okay (laughs) you don't care for um henry zabrowski is on it and he has been just mentioning dune a lot lately and that you know their part of their podcast is covering a lot of conspiracy theories and world order stuff Mm -hmm. keeps hinting at it like dune is giving him some insight into world order. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like really, but he won't go into detail. So I'm like really curious to see if I can, I don't know if there's something there, which is a dangerous place. It was annoying. Once I started rereading it, it was annoying that I had that in my head. Um, But I'll go into that Because you're trying to see it through that lens. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, what, you know, how does this slot into mm-hmm. all of world order and history, <laughs> <laughs> which is a lot of pressure for a book. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. I'm just, uh, oh, and then also this year I've been really trying to like train my brain a little bit more to read sci-fi and fantasy because I'm not a very good reader of it. Like I don't think my brain is very literate that way um Hmm. just because like basic things it just takes me a long time to kind of visualize them at first um like the rules of the world it's just hard for me to sort right those into places and have them like play like trust that they're still there you know i don't know instead of just inserting a story into the, the world you're already familiar with yeah i mean instead of like um the world i already know like most books I read, I feel like, um, offer, like, they're all very emotionally metaphorical and stuff. Like, there's just a lot of, like, metaphor going on, but it's all based in reality. And that I'm very literate in, but I'm, I just find it really difficult to, like, take in um, people's rules of the world. Although what I'm discovering is that it's really just that a lot of people are bad writers <laughs> and they don't communicate <laughs> it very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's not a bad writer, and it was very easy to 
not easy. It is dense, but I mean, it's yeah. also, yeah. Um, he is very capable and um, I found it uh, very fun to read. Um, also, uh-huh. I, uh, I thought of another title. Oh, good. The other day I just remembered. Uh, Quits at Satirac, give a dog a bone. Woo! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, it's a mouthful. It, yeah. But it's great because, I mean, I, I, I think leaning away from having Dune in the podcast in the title is good. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could say that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I had to look at it because I have a hard time saying Quits at Satirac. Quits at Satirac. Give a dog a bone. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one you it was a pod emperor of Oh, we were gonna call ourselves the pod emperors of Dune. Yes, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hmm Now that I've read reread this one, I really am excited to read the next one. Well, I recently reread the second book. Yeah. And it, it is a serious quality dive after the first oh, book. No. But to be fair, the second book is like just a bunch. He wrote a bunch of like kind of uh, a serialized version of it just for a magazine. And they mm-hmm. just put it into a book. And then the third book, I think, is like an actual he sat down to write a whole book. Okay, that's good to know. I think that's All right. fine. Do we want to talk about movies? Yes. Okay. So another aspect of this is that we are both movie fans. Mm-hmm. into movies watching movies and uh i mean this is a time where we're spending a lot of time at home yes so movies are being watched <laughs> a plenty yeah for anyone listening in the distant future <laughs> yeah we are in the midst of the covid19 quarantine mm-hmm. uh and uh everyone's locked down in their homes and we're doing this over whatever zoom zoom is that what it's mm-hmm. called whatever skype yep we're a time in which i'm sure many podcasts will be born mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unfortunately unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately we are part of that list <laughs> yeah let's do it do you want okay. to start um okay sure so i'll just lift list off what i um watched this week um i watched tropic thunder mm-hmm. um blue velvet um the documentary Shirkers on Netflix. I watched Manhunter, um, the Silence of the Lambs movie. Mm-hmm. Um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> uh, the Invisible Man. Um, this movie, The Green Beret, which was really good. And um, I also wanted to mention that I watched the pilot of Cheers for the first time. <laughs> Oh, that is one of the best pilots ever. I can, I mean, when I was watching it, I was like, I, obviously this is just one that like teachers print out and give yeah, their students. Yeah, it's so amazingly good. I don't know if there's yeah. another like pilot as strong as the pilot of Cheers. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I also re- uh, watched uh, the pilot of The Sopranos recently. Which oh, I'm in the middle of a Sopranos rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's another one that I've heard people be like, oh, the pilot. And it was pretty good. But I mean, the Cheers one was kind of crazy how tight it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's bold. It is Especially, bold. Yeah. It's weird. It's a lot weirder than I thought it was yeah. going to be. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway, so it was, it was, it was good. 
surprising. I was thinking, yeah, I mean, it was just because I didn't watch Cheers growing up, but it's such a, um, the vibe of it is like, I feel like I know that vibe very, you know, just because it's everywhere. It's probably Mm -hmm. influenced a ton of things too. Um, But then again, it also is like unfamiliar in a weird way. Like there, maybe it was because it was set in a bar and there wasn't, it wasn't like a sitcom at a house or something Mm -hmm. like where it's like kids running around. It was just, there was something kind of unfamiliar about it, but very like campy and American and yeah. I don't know. I was interested by it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. The other one I'll talk about is the Green Beret um, because uh, I just thought it was so good. Um, it was directed by Eric Ro- Romer. <laughs> Romer. Romer? Romer? I don't know. He's a famous French new wave mm-hmm. director. Yeah. Um, I hadn't watched anything of his, but... Uh, People were talking about his 100th birthday. so And somebody said that they were like, um, you know, people just talking about their relationships and seem like kind of flippant subject matter, but somehow it becomes very existential, which is like my favorite genre. (laughs) Um, So I was interested. And um, this movie was about a woman who... Uh, was unmarried and didn't have a family. And I guess in France, like everybody gets a two month vacation. Um, This is set in the eighties. And so she had this vacation coming up and um, she was supposed to go with a friend, but her friend canceled. And so she's just like distraught trying to find other people to go on a vacation with her. She just like goes to different people's houses and discusses this problem of not having anybody to go with her on vacation. (laughs) Um, and so finally somebody invites her on one. This makes it sound more dramatic. It's very soft and funny. It's just funny <laughs> that this woman is like so upset about, she just doesn't know what to do with herself basically, which again was a good movie to watch during the quarantine because sometimes I don't know what to do with myself and it makes me quite wretched, but she can go anywhere. She goes to all these different places and none of them are very interesting and they just make her more depressed. And um, there's a Jules Verne novel, I guess, named The Green Ray, and that comes into play. And uh, I just thought it was wonderful. So, yeah. Sounds good. Wait, so it's called The Green Ray? Yeah. I thought you said Green Beret, and I was like trying to find it on IMDb. Oh, shit. I did say The Green Beret. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's The Green Ray. The Green Ray. Yeah. I still can't find it. I believe you, though. I found Eric Romer because I've, 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 I've heard of him, but it's fine. It sounds was, good. Yeah, it's on the Criterion channel. Which is, uh, I'm glad I kept. I had, I kept telling myself I was gonna unsubscribe to that because I wasn't watching very many movies, and now I'm deep in it. Uh, yeah, I just resubscribed. Love it. It's great. Yeah. Well, because for a while, like the playback wasn't working very well. Oh. for me like it would just not load anyway oh, it's kind of sucky <laughs> but um yeah now it works uh well so you said you saw manhunter yeah so that's one of my favorite movies oh really yeah what do you think of it well okay so <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like it no i did like it i liked it a lot i thought it was 
way i mean it was just okay so i had just rewatched silence of the lambs like two weeks mm-hmm. ago and um was just in the mood for like uh action thriller horror mm-hmm. movies um and so somebody suggested manhunter and uh it's just so different than yeah. that genre so i like had to get used to it but then like I loved all the lighting in it, like that part in the beginning where they're like lying in bed by the ocean mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. like blue light. And um, yeah, the Michael Mann shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, I don't know what you mean by that. So Michael Mann, the director, he yeah. loves to shoot uh, uh, male protagonists uh, looking contemplative out at the ocean. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Well, he definitely got a lot of those yeah. <laughs> in with this one. It actually is funny now watching Dune, too, because both of these movies were extremely melodramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the lead guy being, you know, he has the entire weight of the world on his shoulders right. for some reason. I guess what I thought was weird was, is it Will Graham? Will Graham, yeah. Yeah, Will Graham, Detective Graham. Right. He was unlike... I mean, his, like, character profile was strange, I thought. I mean, I guess it's just that he's – is he I, – I, maybe I didn't buy that he uh, really thought he would become, like, a murderer with, all, like, by ingesting all of these psyches <laughs> of murderers. <laughs> Am I explaining myself? Like, hey, he was he, afraid He was afraid, afraid that he'd become yeah. a serial killer if he thought like a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Does way he was, say that specifically, though? I think he just says he doesn't like going there, right? Like, Well, there's that scene with Hannibal Lecter where that's basically his taunt mm-hmm. is that they're the same because they think the same. Right. Yeah. But I don't think Will Graham's like, you're right. I thought he was pretty troubled by that. What was he so troubled by? Just like the... No, I think he is troubled by that. But I don't think that Will thinks that he's going to become a serial killer. Really? I think he doesn't... Yeah, I think he doesn't like thinking like a serial killer. Oh, he's so, like, good-hearted that he doesn't like to think that way or... I think it puts him into... Puts just puts him into, a, like, kind of a dark headset. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. I read the book too. Okay, the movie is so, really close to the book. Okay. So why do you love this movie? Um, well, I love, I love those, I, I love Silence of the Lambs too. Like, mm-hmm. and I think the Silence of the Lambs, yes, is a better movie. But I also just really love Michael Mann. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the feel of his movies. And I think that one is just my favorite of his just because I just really enjoy the story. Uh, I like that character. I like that very 80s feel. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the synth. I like the, you know. Yeah, the synth rocked. Uh, a lot of show don't tell kind of aspects of it. I don't know. I just like it. And, and you know, like, I'm into that. Uh, I get tired of it nowadays, but there's something about, like, that tough guy uh uh, exploration that Michael mm-hmm. Mann did in the like 80s and 90s that I, I really like like just seeing like inside these like macho dudes heads I really liked all the scenes in um the like the FBI and the police like all of them kind of like talking to each other 
did feel very macho and like a weird glimpse into like there was like there were like different levels i guess yeah. like um what was yeah his uh <clears throat> the the guy the like detective who told who you know gave him the assignment <laughs> oh the, oh the mustache his, yeah uh, dennis franz yeah. yeah he was great the chicago guy yeah <laughs> he rocked yeah um but yeah no i thought the feel was super good too i think it was just it was funny watching it right after well because silence of the lambs is is a very tightly written movie it's mm-hmm. pretty there's nothing messy about it and so what i liked about the michael mann movie is that it did feel kind of messier there was like a lot like that scene when um the paparazzi guy uh is sitting in the chair and he like won't look at the tooth fairy mm-hmm. he won't open his eyes because he's so scared of him mm-hmm. that was really good i mean yeah. it was like i was like really scared for him and i don't usually get scared in movies like for the like that kind of fear exactly like i felt like his fear which is cool it was like a really cool effect and then he gets lit on fire and just tossed right. down. <laughs> yeah. which is also a shock yeah yeah, yeah. Have you seen Thief? No. Thief is my other, I think. So my f- three favorite Michael Mann movies are Thief, Heat, and, and Manhunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you like, if you like Manhunter, I, w- I, I would recommend Thief. All right, cool. Put it on um, the list. It is very macho. It's very macho. Macho is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Can we've, be fun. Yeah. So we've now <laughs> recorded an hour and a <laughs> half. I haven't talked about doing the movie yet. <laughs> yeah. I think it's great. This is this is fine. Now I finally feel like a little bit more relaxed. Okay, good, good. Well, I'm sorry so, I didn't mean to call it out. No, that's <laughs> totally fine. I'm sorry. I do you have do you need to go someplace? We can hmm. just call this. No, like, I got I got no, I got plenty of time. Right. I just was like, I just I just <laughs> you know, I'm just keeping keeping yeah. pace. Okay, Thank you. do you want me to go through my list? Um, okay, so yes, I want you to go through your list. Okay, so this, these, these are the movies that I could remember. Yeah. Uh, uh, Diabolique, The Player, The Getaway, Iron Man, Thor, Dune, uh, Yesterday, Outland, Spider-Man 1 and 2, The Apartment, Hot Shots, and mortal engines nice and and that's maybe half of what we watched wow okay great um so i guess to when so i haven't finished diabolique i've got 20 minutes left in diabolique but i yeah. really really like it have you seen it before Mm-mm. um uh it's this french movie that was like made uh before like peeping tom or psycho came out uh, it kind of has the same kind of feel uh, uh, like a suspense movie. It's about this uh, uh, wife and mistress of this abusive man. They team up to murder him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a spoiler because it happens in the first like, you know, 20 minutes of the movie. Uh, and then when they uh, they dump the body, the body disappears and they're being kind of like haunted by, is he still alive? Did someone steal the body? Uh, what's going on? It's, uh, it's very good. And it's like very human drama because it's between the two of them, the, like the, the, 
wife and the mistress and like kind of them oh, cool. getting to know each other in this like intense situation. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I thought it was really good, but I'm not done. So I don't even know how it ends. Maybe it's a terrible movie in the end. <laughs> Do you have any guesses? No, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to guess. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to spoil yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. I don't spoil it. All right. Cool. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, and you know, uh, I guess <laughs> of, of these others, uh, mortal engines is really stupid and kind of boring, but I'm kind of glad I watched it because mm-hmm. it's just so ridiculous. Uh, what is it? I don't know anything about that. It's this steampunk kind of movie oh, where cool. in the future, you may remember it, uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, uh, in the future, uh, for a reason I still don't understand, um, cities became mobilized. They're on wheels. <laughs> So there's uh, no. What if it was steampunk and wheels? <laughs> I don't know. And there's like these. There's it's the it's the age of predator cities, mm-hmm. and so like there's <laughs> these small cities will get like these giant cities will roll up on smaller cities, and then kind of like an like harpoon them and like pull them into the larger city. Oh my god, and, that's like, pull real. Pull the citizens in. Uh, it's so ridiculous. It's so absolutely ridiculous. How do they depict that? I mean, w- exactly how it sounds. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I mean, like tra- so how tra- I, what trans- I'm imagining is uh-huh. that there's like a map and you see a city <laughs> moving across the map. But that's like, the only way I could imagine. Like Indiana Jones? No. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's no, like, they like show, Casablanca. They show like a city that has like wheels, uh-huh. like giant wheels carrying the entire city <laughs> across, uh, <laughs> across the whatever the world the landscape and then like a smaller city is on wheels and the like larger city will come up and like people shoot harpoons and they pull it in wow inside the the larger city they full on just show it it's very cg heavy of course because <laughs> i don't know how else you could do it do the buildings crash and stuff or do they just like does it just suck into it oh no they don't crash yeah they they, they just suck it in there and then like kind of i guess pull it up onto a I don't know, a platform or something. And then they just like, you know, invite all the citizens in to the larger city. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and, and it's got Hugo Weaving is the like main bad guy. Wow. Which is fun because he's just always in the nerdiest stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't remember that movie, but uh, I want to watch the trailer now because I still cannot you should watch. Yeah, yeah, you should watch the trailer. It, it shows the cities in the trailer. Okay, good. Very ridiculous. <laughs> Are there characters or the cities talk to each other? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you are picturing a very different movie. Picturing the little city <laughs> being like, oh no, like whatever, like a yeah. little, yeah. And then London's like, I'm going to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's characters. There, It's about the people that live in the cities. Sure, that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so I... Um, the apartment is the movie with Jack Lemmon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also am so you watched a lot of the Iron Man and Spider Man movies this week. So I watched the the Spider Man movies with the old Spider Mans, the one with Tobey Maguire. Oh, great! I watched the Mar- like the newer Marvel ones. So how did you feel like those stood up? Um, they're fun. It's like different. It's like kind of nice to watch those like Marvel movies before the Marvel movie like formula got locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's pretty fun to watch. Like it's dated, 
I like the second one better than the first one. Even though they're about the same, it's just that the first one, there's a, uh, a Macy Gray concert for some reason, and it just really takes me out of the whole movie. <laughs> so that's why what? the second one's better, because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't have Macy Gray in it. Huh. Does something happen at that concert? Why does that yeah. take you? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. where Green Goblin shows up. It's oh, just, yeah. It just feels real random that they're having this mm-hmm. big like parade, and Macy Gray comes out and starts singing a song. Yeah. It just feels real weird. She has like a definite like parade singer vibe to me at this point though. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like one hit wonder. Yeah. Would totally. see her at the Macy's parade. <laughs> the um, Macy's parade. <laughs> <laughs> Those are definitely my favorite ones, but I have no emotional connection to the Andrew Garfield ones or the Oh, the Andrew Garfield ones are Tom terrible. Holland ones. Yeah. I oh. Yeah, I remember liking that first Andrew Garfield one with Emma Stone, just because I think there's an internship program that seems like really great. <laughs> I thought that they like. <laughs> That's what you liked it. The internship program. I just appealed that, to you. Yeah, I thought it just sounded like a really good opportunity for them. <laughs> but definitely, Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin was very good. Yeah, he gets yeah. he goes over the top, and it's really fun to get watch him get to like, just really lean into that mm-hmm. over the top performance. Um. Okay. Great. So that's what we watched this week. So <laughs> yeah. I, we both watched a certain movie called Dune. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shocker. David Lynch's Dune from 1984. This was his second movie, right? After Eraserhead. Is that right? Was it his second movie? Did did he not do Elephant Man before that? Maybe. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Oh my god, it's got all this. No, he did Elephant Man and then okay. Dune. Yeah. But so it was Eraserhead close 77. To... Yeah, yeah. Elephant Man 80. 84 dude. Yeah, it's very close to it. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. But okay, so overall impression. Overall impression, uh-huh. um, I really like I I like it. I think I it's like really it too. yeah. I, thought it was I think great. it's really good. It yeah. looks amazing. Uh, uh, it's it's ridiculous in the ways that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the best adaptation of the book. They leave out a lot of things and they like kind of uh, insert some weird stuff. Uh, yeah. I don't remember the book having a cat with a rat taped to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought I like had to go. I was. I wrote that down, like cat with rat, question mark. <laughs> was it in the book? Definitely wasn't. No. But, anyway, but go ahead. Over, yeah, just overall visually really fun. Uh, it's, it's really fun to watch all these David Lynch actors, mm-hmm. like in a movie as big as Dune, like they clearly spent a lot of money on that movie and like seeing David Lynch get to spend that kind of money and, and yeah. still allow it to be like freaking weird. <laughs> uh was really fun yeah really fun to watch Mm -hmm. yeah i i loved it i had i knew you didn't feel like it was a good adaptation of the book and i mean it isn't but then again i thought it really was in some like spiritually very close in certain ways it did look especially like at the beginning when um they're on caledon for some reason caledon looked a lot like david lynch scenery like, yeah. I just felt like it looked like his style. 
like there's that room that Paul Atreides is sitting in and it's just it has like checkered floors and right um weird it's like weird and long <laughs> it just looked like a David Lynch like the dream painting. room like the lodge mm-hmm. or something yeah totally I really liked it um I thought it was exciting I thought I thought he like dramatized a lot of it in very exciting ways. The worms were really great. <laughs> yeah, l- worms looked awesome. The worms looked amazing. I was like, yeah. yeah, I thought they were so cool. I really liked the Harkonnens in general. Yeah, I yeah, that I, I like them too. I, I do think that that's the thing that's like, when I say it's not the best adaptation, mm-hmm. I think it's more focused on like Paul and his and his mother and leaves out like, Chome and the and the Harkonnens like mm-hmm. overall like story I, they, they, they just kind of leave all anything that's outside of Arrakis is kind of like not written it about at all I mean not shot at all so we bar- kind of barely see these other characters definitely agree I mean I've I missed Jessica a lot I felt yeah. like she was very lightly covered but yeah overall I felt like what it did really well was I don't know, it like added the like drama and um, humor of a lot of the characters in. I mean, the book I don't think is really very funny. No, <laughs> but I, I don't the think movie, so either. Yeah, <laughs> the movie was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least it was extremely entertaining. It didn't seem like there were parts that took itself seriously, but overall, like I don't think the melodrama made it feel too like it was making fun of itself or anything um even though some of the lines are very no it just has that david lynch flavor where it's Mm -hmm. just like it's it's it is what it is and it's it's often just like very funny Uh uh-huh okay so what did you think of uh kyle mclaughlin as paul uh i liked him he's a little a little old for the role, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I I I did like him. Um, uh, I like Kyle McLaughlin. Like it's 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 hard not to watch it, you know, and 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 associate him with all the other like you know David Lynch stuff he's done. Well, Twin Peaks specifically, like his his Twin Peaks stuff. Uh, I, it's hard for me not to watch that, knowing that he's like. Agent Cooper, you know. Right. I mean, this is like an Agent Cooper vibe anyway. Yeah. 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 I do think it's really interesting that, like, Kyle MacLachlan does kind of have that, like, you know, one-man spirit, or at least David Lynch has put that on him, where he just seems, like, extremely good and trustworthy. Yes. And honorable and naive, like, in a boyish way. (laughs) This was his first movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought he was great too. I mean, I just, I thought he was like, he felt like sort of, I don't know. There was something kind of exciting about him (laughs) becoming like, I mean, this whole movie is basically this guy becoming himself. Yeah. um, You know, obtaining his destiny. And we're not going to talk about spoilers yet. Right. Oh, well, that was kind of a yeah, was let's, that a spoiler. Okay, we'll just. I think say, I think we just say at this point we're yeah. going to probably have to spoil a little bit going okay. forward. Yeah. Um, I do have. I, I I love that Cal McLaughlin, his character keeps saying, "Dune, Arrakis, Desert Planet," even 
once it gets to Arrakis. Uh Like, I feel like it's in the book, he like kind of sees it in his dreams. And that's why he keeps saying it. (laughs) But in this, he'll just be like, experiencing something and then just say internally dune arrakis desert planet (laughs) randomly yeah i really like that i really liked it when i like all a lot of his internal monologuing i liked it at the end when he says i think a few of my favorite lines were when he was um when he finally drank the the water of life Mm -hmm. um but he says the worms are the spice the spice are the worms. <laughs> and it's very exciting. <laughs> it's just funny. I mean, all of his like revelations are kind of like fitful and sweaty. Right. <laughs> sweaty. Yes. <laughs> I guess I can see why people would watch it and um, think it's just like really hilarious to watch at a party or something. Right. It's all just like bad effects and um, goofy dialogue and a lot of voiceovers and um toto music toto yeah when i saw toto i was like oh yeah it has like all the hallmarks of like a let's get stoned and watch this movie (laughs) late but um for all of that i just thought like so much of it was so entertaining and so good like i just didn't think it was that um, no yeah it's i i I think the more i watch it the more i just think it's just a good movie Mm -hmm. like I think the first time I watched it I was like yeah it's pretty hokey it's not that great uh but the few times I've like I've I've watched it a few more times recently and I I just think more and more it's just like it's just good it's Mm -hmm. a good damn movie I also love Brad Dorff in it Uh uh he's one of my favorite actors that I wish had been in a lot more movies um yeah he's really good he plays the mentat yeah Peter Uh, Pitter. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Or I think in this movie, oh, that's one thing that I uh, I only took a few notes while I was Uh watching it because I got kind of like just sucked in and started watching it instead Uh of taking notes. Uh, But one of the things was I wrote down was that uh, this movie pronounces almost every single name unlike how I pronounce it on my head when I read the book. And I don't know if they had someone there telling them how to pronounce the names or if mm-hmm. I'm wrong or if they're wrong or what. But every time they say someone's name, I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? They call Pitter Piter. Yeah, they called him Piter. Mm-hmm. Any other ones? Um, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one normal name. Yeah. They're like, Jisaka. Jisaka. <laughs> oh, they say... Uh, I don't remember how they say Fufer's name. Now I'm like melding them in my head. I don't. I right. don't even know how I pronounce them anymore. <laughs> it's tragic. Yeah. Oh, I love the one thing I did write down uh, is in the opening when uh, Irulan is is doing her like narrative at the beginning, of the exposition. Mm-hmm. It's like fading in and out. She'll like say something and then kind of fade out. Yeah. And say something <laughs> else and kind of fade out. My favorite part is the third time she comes on. She goes. Oh, yes, one more thing. <laughs> you're like, are you pressing the button? <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, you're fading button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really liked that opening. I mean, I was like entranced by her. Oh, yeah. Um, which I mean, yes, in the book. Well, I liked the ending of the movie probably better than I liked the ending of the book, to be honest. Because the book keeps going. Well, the book, I mean, yeah, you're... but. The last line of the book is um, 
very different. This, this, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would be an ultimate spoiler. Yeah, that might be a little too much. That would be too spoiling. much. I, yeah. We don't. We don't have to go there. But I did. Yeah. I liked that they ended on um, just Paul uh, saying that he was the. Oh God! Quit I set satiric. Yeah, the quit set satiric. Yeah. And. Uh, it was very cool. Like it was a cool dramatic ending. It is. Yeah, it so it is music. different. Yeah. The music. Well, that was, so at one of the notes I took was that I felt like everything was good except the music. And then the electric guitar started. Yeah. It was like wow. just that. Yeah. Wow, wow. yeah. It was a big old never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, actually this music rocks. It's the best. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the Brian Eno part, right? Is the is mm -hmm. the like the swelling like triumphant part, mm -hmm. like the the Paul theme. I think it's Brian Eno and the rest of it's Toto. There was just some of the music that I felt was really heavy. One thing overall, I felt like the movie was more um like western. I mean, the whole the book is too, but it felt very heavy and western and military fascist. Like there's a lot of fascist Im mm -hmm. imagery in the book or in the movie. That mm -hmm. I didn't feel like was as heavy in the book. Um, mm -hmm. It felt like more blended with other, I don't know, historical societies <laughs> um, than just like straight up military of the future. Right. Um, like they looked a little bit like stormtroopers and stuff. That was all. I was kind of surprised. And so some of the music I felt like was just very heavy, authoritarian sounding music um yeah like doomy military i got the blu-ray for this because uh -huh. i've had the dvd for a long time and i i, I decided to buy the blu-ray and um the sound design in this movie is so good it made it sound so much better the sound design is great which is just one of the things that david lynch is just really good at yeah really can like you talk design. a little bit about that because i saw a lot of people saying that but it wasn't something i particularly noticed um, it's just a full, rich, he's just really good at like, uh, uh, kind of like setting up a, like kind of a, a palette, like, and then, um, drawing your attention to something very loud. Like you'll, you'll have like echoing kind of like machine, like industrial, mm -hmm. industrial sounds. And then he'll just turn the sound up really loud on one, like one element. Um, uh, the water drops, they do a lot of the, like, mm -hmm. the water drops and stuff. I just think it's really, really just like really cool the way he draws attention to certain things. Um, I don't know. It just sounds great. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not like a sound design expert. Yeah. Well, it did um, because a lot of it was so layered with like dreams and insights and call, like memories. And so I, I feel like maybe some of the sound had something to do with that. Like it just seemed really effective, like all these layers of what Paul or Jessica were seeing in the mm -hmm. land. I, it's hard to convey um, prophecy and um, all of the mind tricks they were doing, but I thought they did it pretty well. I will say, I do know that the way David Lynch does sound is, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I don't know how much you know about sound design, but there's this thing, do you, do you know what stims are? Mm -mm. So like uh, sound designers like will create uh, uh, the sound for a certain like thing like this is an environment so they make this what's called a stim where they mix a bunch of sounds environmental sounds into into a single stim mm -hmm. uh, uh, and then like 
these are the footsteps. It'll be the footstep stem and the dialogue stem or whatever. And so they, 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 they will create like five or six or seven, sometimes up to like 12, whatever. I don't know how many stems. Uh, and then once those stems are created, David Lynch just sits and watches the movie and just mixes the stems himself. Oh, like, cool. Up, like turns the you know volume up and down on each uh-huh. one of the stems. So like whatever he feels like, oh, this needs to be louder. He just rides it like in real time. That rocks. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I just think of him as totally a gut feeling yeah. director. Yeah. Yeah. And it always can, it like comes across. Okay. But did you feel like this felt like a David Lynch movie in general? I mean, I think it would have been fun if he had been able to just go absolute bat shit and mm-hmm. like do whatever he wanted. That would have been fun. Um, but I think overall it did feel like a David Lynch movie. Like the performances felt like David Lynch performances, right? I felt like uh, people were over the top the way they, you know, that they can go over the top and wooden where they should be wooden. Like in mm-hmm. this like weird, you know, mix of like over the top and wooden performances that David Lynch kind of yeah, likes to do. Like the Reverend Mother, I really loved her. Gaius. Yeah. Gaius, yeah. I thought she was great. She was scary, like in yeah, a way. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that she she kind of is more traditionally depicted in the book, I think. Like as just an as an old witch. <laughs> right. Um, right. but this one was she was like stately and haunting. She had those like gray teeth. I don't know. I just thought she was cool. Um did you like uh what's his sister's name tani no that's his oh my god she was so scary alia alia yeah alia or leah Mm -hmm. whatever yeah Mm -hmm. alia whatever i don't know i found her so unsettling because they gave like they gave an adult woman's voice (laughs) to her And she just like, but she's making these kid faces when she's mm-hmm. talking. She and she kind of has a smile, like she's like a little girl that's on set that thinks it's funny that she's making a movie. Yeah. But, but then you have this creepy voice coming out of her. <laughs> yeah. She's like at one point she's like crawling and she just looks like a kid, a child kid, uh-huh. like yeah. crawling around, like her hood's falling off. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then the next minute she's like, "Wait for my brother!" Like. Yeah. And she's using the voice, the like yeah. Jenny Jezzer voice, yeah. <laughs> which was already freaky. Um, I didn't imagine it quite as dramatic <laughs> as he does, but it was good. I don't know. Yeah. So I thought she was great. She was very effective in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I love, and I love when she goes, he is the Quitsets Hatterett. <laughs> Yeah, she was so weird. Yeah. Um, she was just as weird as she should have been, really. Yeah. No, yeah. that's that's what that's one of the things that felt very Lynchian to me is that totally. just like creepy little girl. <laughs> yeah, I really loved Sting. Oh, Sting was great. Yeah, yeah, he's so cool. And um yeah, he played it great. I loved his hair and his like shirtlessness and his confidence. <laughs> And his like weird Wonder Woman panties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are cool. With like blade, like poison yeah. blades that would shoot out. Of yeah. Them. yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, and the navigators. That was all. That's one of my favorite parts. The the navigators are so cool in that. The like alien, the guild yeah, navigators. The, like, yeah, yeah. The where they re- bring in those pods and like they have those discussions. There's that translator that speaks yes. into the like microphone, and then like you hear the translation coming out. Uh huh. 
but when he's talking, you can still hear his, whatever, his normal language. And he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's gross. And then his like, there's like something like squirting out of his skull. It's uh-huh. like somebody just yeah. smashed his skull and just put that in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you read, the, so you read the book. Yeah. And you've only read the first book, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't describe the navigators in the book, right? No. Because that they do in the second book and that's how they describe them. It's being in this tank and floating around and like okay. breathing in the spice. And they're the ones that fold space. Yeah, I was... Because watching it, I was like, well, they never fold space in the book. Like, why? This doesn't even seem like it applies, really. I read about that afterwards because I was like, who is that alien? Did he just make that up? Which, again, the alien felt very David Lynchian just because there's that alien in Twin Peaks. There's the alien in the box. Or just the whole, like, some alien force, like, splurting out planets. Right, right, right. And, like, blood and you know, just affecting everything in the universe and it's like some evil. Right. So that part felt like thematically very true to him. Um, just that there's this mutated evil, <laughs> like farting thing. <laughs> yeah, his like, mouth did look like a weird talking butthole. It was so gross. Well, it was always leaking out yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think that's spice. Just, Oh, okay, it's spice. Oh, yeah, because right. I think they're like mm-hmm. breathing in the spice. Yeah. Yeah, that they're total spice heads. Yeah, <laughs> they are total spice heads. <laughs> Should we call the podcast Total Spice Heads? Oh, I like it. That, put it on the list. <laughs> we'll do an audience poll. <laughs> yeah, because I, so I watched, I hadn't seen Blue Velvet before, but I watched that to see if, I just to get in the David Lynch mood. Mm-hmm. And what I also liked about this was that he really didn't seem to like, he didn't inject a ton of like date. Like, I feel like there's a lot of things he revisits a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. ideas, but this one didn't feel like he was putting too many of those into the movie. It didn't feel really American. Right. (laughs) Or it didn't feel like, but I don't know. But then again, like, I do think like, there's a lot of themes in Dune that feel resonant and other things that David Lynch does. Yeah. I mean, he does like to explore like pure evil. Pure evil. That's basically the only yeah. one. Other, I, He's not really that interested. It doesn't seem like in like power structures or mm-hmm. leadership or how people are ruled, <laughs> things like that. He's right. like very personal. I guess, or like it's like usually focused on a group of like, I don't know, teenagers, like they, right. Yeah. Very contemporary. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the outer, the clean, the uh, clean surface. And then the the dark interior is like Mm -hmm. kind of what his, like he likes to explore. Mm -hmm. But, and then that there's like that radio, the invention of radio waves or something or the atomic bomb has like unleashed some evil in our lives that we can't Mm -hmm. detect yeah i guess he probably just was offered this movie and just decided to do it yeah i think so okay (laughs) (laughs) i think that's i think that's it i think they're like we're we're gonna give you a bunch of money it was like some insane studio head was like this is a great idea (laughs) it is insane that they did that 
Yeah. Especially well, like off- how shitty. I mean, a lot. I thought a lot of it looked was like effective watching it. Like it was cool uh, seeing like all of those ships. Like some of the weird like hacky art stuff wound up having a cool effect that like mm-hmm. made it seem very otherworldly. But for a studio, I would feel like they would be like, this is absolute bullshit. You're just like <laughs> creating little models or something. Like this isn't what we do <laughs> as a studio, but that's in the age of the Avengers. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I think as special effects wise, it only really looks cheesy when they're trying to do like a mad effect, like when they're riding the, the worms or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I, I think he does a lot of practical stuff that looks really good, at least to me. Yeah, it's just, I mean, maybe it's just um, even compared to, well, no, compared to Star Wars, it looks like exactly the same, even better. Um, yeah. Yeah. But. Well, I think he, like, he, he was nominated for, uh, Elephant Man was nominated for a bunch of Oscars, including Best Picture. So I think that's why they were like, oh, let's get this guy. He's like. Mr. Special coming Effects. Up. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Special <laughs> Yeah, but uh, did you did you end up seeing Jodorowsky's Zoom? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I mean, I saw it also a couple of years ago. I okay. haven't seen okay. it recently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it another time. Yeah. 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 I think that would be good. Um, okay. Well. Cool. We can wrap up that discussion. Yeah. Do you do you want to talk about the upcoming movie? Yeah, let's just talk about it real quick. Well, was there any other thoughts you had? Well, just about Dune, the movie. Yeah, the David Lynch movie. Um, let's see. Well, okay, what did you why do you think he put do you think the cat was like for any reason? Oh, the cat with a rat taped to him? Yeah. I I I just think he wanted to throw in a few like weird David Lynch things. Like, but do do you think it had any meaning to it, or do you think I'm, he was just meaning like, to him? Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like the fact that it was like a rat taped to a cat, and the cat is they're milking the cat. Yeah. I honestly don't like. I don't know what the meaning was, other than it's just a weird. Okay, so thing to do. I mean, Baron Harkonnen was mm-hmm. all about having rats. He's like tricking people into betrayers, right? Okay. To become okay. betrayers, like he. Okay, sure. Doctor, you. Oh, oh, oh! That's the other thing I wanted you to talk about. If like you felt like any of the casting was especially good or bad. Um, but I want to. Fi- I'll finish with this. Okay. Okay. So okay. okay. So um, yeah. I mean, so he had Yua, Yue, and uh-huh. um, then he was you know working on. Thufur, mm-hmm. and um, he was taping the rat to the cat. Okay, this is almost working in my head because so the rat the is antidote like... is being a rat. Oh, okay, okay. Like, and he's the rat, but that he's you're not even parasitic off the rat itself. The cat, you're like sucking out a noble cat. <laughs> 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 sucking out <laughs> um, a uh, noble cat well so yeah like that could be like Leto or Paul um, okay it's a little blunt 
It's a little too blunt to be a David Lynch thing. That's why I didn't like it as much because usually his stuff is like, you can't, it's not like quite as symbolic. Right. It's not necessarily a one-to-one. Right. Uh, although sometimes it is. That's the crazy thing about a lot of his movies is like mm-hmm. sometimes he'll show you something and then you're when you have it explained, you're like, oh, that's so very literal. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's mostly when he does animal stuff, like owls, and yeah, you know, that always feels actually very literal. Um, so maybe I'll stick with this. That the <laughs> it's like some metaphor for the rat. Hit like the antidote of poison is to be a rat, and you can't even like kill yourself. You're killing something much more noble. Um, in order to save yourself, yeah, I don't know. Um, what about the fact that there, he created this like very unique, uh, space world that feels very alien and very lived in and very like, uh, uh, realized, uh, yet they just have a bulldogs. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's... That feels very David Lynch. <laughs> it's just so stupid and weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I don't have a meaning for that. Yeah, me neither, other than I think he just was like, I want to put bulldogs in this. Yeah, well, I could see him just being like, okay, remind me where the bulldogs were. Which plant? Like- uh, the, the bulldogs are uh, with the uh, emperor. Like, yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I can see him being like the emperor would have, maybe he sees bulldogs as sort of a fussy or a regal dog. Yeah, that's right. I, I think it's, it's supposed to be dog. regal. That's yeah, what I regal. think it's supposed to be uh-huh. regal. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I saw it. Yeah. Okay. So casting in general. Casting, casting of this one? Yeah, this one. Uh, then we can move uh, on to our casting game. Yeah, I I, I liked it. Um, uh, I liked, man, I liked everybody. I loved Dean Stockwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved. I don't know if there anything in particularly sticks out. I mean, um, Patrick Stewart was Gurney. I kind of wanted to see more Gurney. Oh yeah! Oh my I god! I wanted him to I sing wanted a song. To say <laughs> the part where. Um, Paul Atreides finds Gurney again when uh-huh. he's like in the military and he's like, your eye, like your eyes are lying to yours. I don't, but whatever they like reunite. And mm-hmm. uh, I cried actually that part <laughs> I teared up at. I thought it was that, so beautifully done. <laughs> that part in the book is so good. Yeah. When he runs into Gurney in the book, it's so good. And, and I do really like it in the movie and I think, but I think I'm tying the emotion yeah, of that part in the book to that part in the movie, and 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 getting to apply it to Patrick Stewart like mm-hmm. makes it like even stronger. So I feel emotion, but like really, you barely see Gurney in the like the first half of the movie. You see him carrying an instrument. You didn't. He didn't even sing a song. Yeah, true. Uh, and then and then and then he just comes back, and there's that like there's you know. No because well, I pictured him it. more of like a Hagrid type. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, like huge with like huge hair. Um, that's funny. Yeah, and like maybe more of like a Viking, really. 
Oh, um, but I really liked Patrick Stewart as it was just totally different. But again, this is like me not thinking of like modern future military. It's more like old fantasy Hobbit <laughs> warfare or something. That's how right. I keep picturing everything. Um, I think the the one the one character they kind of dropped the ball on in that movie is Duncan Idaho. Yeah, I was going to say Duncan Idaho. I had big hopes for Duncan Idaho. Yeah, because he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, and and they just kind of like, uh, he barely shows up and then he dies and then there's no, there's like nothing else. And what yeah. a boring, he's not even like a fun actor. No, his like, there's something upsetting, and this is just rude for me to say, but there was something upsetting <laughs> about the way his like teeth interacted with his lips. Like they were very, um, it seemed like his teeth were really slippery. and it made his lip like shoot up like really high anyway it was was, i found it totally distracting and also i just wanted duncan idaho to be like mr america or something like captain america oh okay okay what how do you picture him um i picture him a little more like i don't know captain america is good i kind of picture him as more of a like a like a, uh, you know, like a five o'clock shadow, kind of mm-hmm. like a, a grittier, kind of like uh, lights his matches on his pants kind of guy. Oh, no, total. I mean, I, for, yeah, he like, he's one that I still, I'm um, excited to talk about in more detail um, in the book. Cause like, if, what is his little epithet? It's like Duncan the moral. That's oh, what Paul know. tells him. But then the rest oh. of him is like a lot, you know, he's a drunk and he's, and in mm. this movie, they made him more of just like a Captain America good boy. Right, right, um, right. And it was boring and he wasn't even that tall. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just was like very, very dull. The other one I didn't like was Dr. Yue, really. I didn't oh. think he was very good. So you didn't, you didn't like Dr. Yue? No. Oh. Um, he was okay. I, I like him. I like, because uh, uh, that's, that's uh, Dean Stockwell, right? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I think I just like him. I yeah. like Dean Stockwell. And he's in a lot of Lynch stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And he was on uh, Quantum Leap, which I watched when it was on. So I really okay. like him on Quantum Leap. In space stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was all on Earth, but they were on a mission from God. Okay. <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I just pictured him a little bit more refined and regal. Um, but it does make sense that he'd be, like, a little disheveled. I don't know. That was just the one where I was like, uh, oh, not, not the guy I knew. Okay, so let's move on to... Anyway, liked the movie. Hope you guys watched it. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm still being ironic about this. <laughs> um, the whole podcasting thing. But okay. So now we're going to play a little game where we talk about the first, the next, the movie coming out by Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. Denis Villeneuve. But I've heard lots of different pronunciations, so I don't know. Danish. It's spelled Dennis, but it's <laughs> yeah. Denis. Denis. 
because he, he's Vianu. French. Vianu. Yeah. Vianu. Vianu? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you, so I've only seen Blade Runner. What else is Blade Runner 2049? Arrival, Prisoners, Incendies, mm, yeah. um, uh, uh, Sicario. I know there's like some I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on right now. I, I yeah. really like him. Visually amazing director. I think he's like of the directors working now, kind of the perfect director yeah. for Dune as long as they get a good screenplay. Yeah. That's yeah. that's gonna be the key component. Yeah, I thought um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine screenplay was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We talked about <laughs> we've talked about that. We've I just like absolutely it, yeah. can't. I could not stand that movie, but I liked definitely the visuals were awesome. I mean, um, he also seemed comfortable with sand in that movie. So uh huh uh huh yeah. So that bodes well. But I didn't think he had any sense at all for the human spirit. And I also felt the same in Arrival. I like really didn't like any of the humans in that movie. So I'm a little nervous about it just because I feel like this book is so much about like very subtle differences in Mm -hmm. human spirit. (laughs) I do like that he's splitting it into two movies. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, good. That's that's smart. Also, uh caveat, we may never get this movie. <laughs> like right. they had to cancel production, so like we don't know <laughs> if it's going to work out. Let's yeah. hope we actually get to see this movie. At least we have this podcast. <laughs> so you don't know any of the casting. I know just Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Okay. And which would have been the easiest to guess. Oh, a thousand percent. He's right. perfect, I think. Right. Except he's also, I mean, he's perfect because he could look, he's an adult who looks like a teenager. Um, and he definitely looks like the person I have in mind. But um, I don't he's know. Youthful. He's, he's, he's youthful. I think he's youth, pretty youth, youthful. Yeah. Pretty youthful. Um, okay. Yeah, I think he can pull it off. I'm curious yeah. how it'll go. Okay, All so right. I have the cast list in front of me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you... Uh, do do you want to do it this way where I'll I'll tell you the actor and you tell me who you think they're playing? Yeah. Okay. Let's and I'm gonna that. go I'm gonna go in order by credit order because that's how IMDb has it. So it's not necessarily in how important they are in the in the movie. Cool. Timothy 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 Chalamet uh-huh. uh, is is second on the list for some reason. Hmm. Uh, listed first is Rebecca Ferguson. Okay, I'm gonna have to look her up. One second. I might have to do this every once in a while. This is a this is a picture of her. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I'll just guess Jessica. Yes. Okay. Good guess. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> There's she's not in that the Mission many. Impossible. She's in the Mission Impossible movies, and I don't really know her from anything else. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> well, I thought that Jessica and David Lynch's was great. Um. Next is. Mm-hmm. Uh. Zendaya, or did you say Zendaya? <gasps> Zendaya is what okay. I said. Okay. Um, I mean, does she play, is her name Shaylin? I haven't said a lot of these out loud. No. Wait, who's Shaylin? Um, what is her, how does she pronounce it? She's the, the girl that Paul saw in his dream. No, yeah, Chani. 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 Yeah, Chani or Chaney or Chani. Chani, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Chani. Yes. Then that is her. 
Yes, you got okay, it. Okay, great. Yes. Um, Jason Momoa. <gasps> Jason Momoa's in it? Oh my <laughs> god! Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm hoping he These plays. These next two are my favorite. These next two are my favorite casting, by the way. <laughs> Does he play Gurney? <laughs> He's not Gurney. Okay. Does he play Duke Leto? Nope. Okay, does he play, um, again, so some of the names, I'm going to just pull up the cast list. I mean, a character list. Careful you don't spoil yourself. I won't. Okay. Um, all right, I might need a clue. Okay, we were just talking about what we thought he would look like. We didn't like him in... In Lynch's version. Yeah, okay. So does he play Yua? Yue? No. no. But we didn't like him. Oh, Duncan Idaho? Yeah, Duncan Idaho. Oh, great. Okay, cool. Okay. The next one is uh-huh. Dave Batista. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, okay, does he play? Baron Norconan. You're close. It's not um, he's not he's not Baron. Okay, he plays one of his nephews. Maybe. Does he play yes. um Okay, because I don't think he plays Fade Rautha. Mm-hmm. Or does he? No, he no. plays the other one. The Beast. Oh. Yeah, Beast Beast Raban or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Raban. Gloss Glossu or Glossu or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, next is Oscar Isaac. <gasps> Oscar Isaac. Okay, he plays Duke Leto. That's right. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think For that's sure. a pretty good. I think that's good casting. Oh, it's really good casting. Yeah. I love yeah, love the Duke. Okay. Um next up, uh the weak link in arrival for me. Uh-huh. Jeremy Renner. <laughs> no, no, Jeremy Renner is totally the weak link in, in arrival. I hate him yeah, in arrival. No, you're right. Yeah. Wait, I might might actually be wrong. See, I don't know if this guy's even in Arrival. Mm-hmm. He's not. Josh Brolin. Oh, in Josh Brolin. I like Josh Brolin a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll guess that he's gonna play Gurney. Yes, he's Gurney. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Stellan Starsgard. <gasps> Baron Harkonnen. Yep. Nice. Yep. <laughs> Javier Bardem. Ooh. Okay. I think he plays um the Stilgar. Yes, you got nice. it. Nice. Um I don't really know. So Charlotte Charlotte Rampling is like the only oh, leftover. Yeah. Okay. This is the last famous person. Yeah, that I recognize. Um, okay, she must play the Reverend Mother. Yes, guys, yeah. that's right. So, and I don't recognize any of the others. Uh, those are oh, like she'll be ones. so. She's more of like what I pictured as the Reverend yes. Mother. Yeah. Yes, totally, totally. I wonder who plays the shout out Mapes. Oh yeah. Oh, I love shout out Mapes and the Doom. We didn't recover her. She's, she's so, so good. good. <laughs> she's so great. Yeah, she's like. Oh, she's so good at that. But yeah, in that role. Um, so the one thing I did notice with this cast is that mm-hmm. all the Sardaukars are played by like, uh, it looks like Swedes. 
Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. And they look all look very Swedish. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, that's all. I, that's it. Good job. Okay. You did a good job. Thank you. I think that means it's good casting too. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I love Stilgar, so I'm excited for. I don't know. I just liked when that part started. Yeah. Yeah. That part's cool. That part's really cool. Um, uh, all right. Well, cool. This is our first session. Cool. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> you have... Only two hours long. Yeah. Well, how, how short do you think you'll cut it down to? I don't know. 20 minutes. <laughs> 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 no, I don't know. I'm going to play around with it. Okay. Um, do we need to do like a sign off? we could say we could just um say that kid's line (laughs) alia's line he is he is the quit set it's not a great sign (laughs) off oh i guess we should just say uh i wish that fear what is the fear line like fear is the mind killer Fear is the mind. Yeah, I guess we'll just say that. Okay, we'll don't forget. Remind ourselves. <laughs> fear is the mind killer. That's our cool. I wish that wasn't the like number one lesson from it. Because <laughs> 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 there's a lot of other stuff that sounds much cooler. I think than fear is the mind killer. Yeah. I don't know that that's like words I want to live by, but we can try. What about? Uh, hold on. Let me get the okay. exact quote. Oh. I don't know. Maybe that's just from the movie where he says, my name is a killing word. It shouldn't be. It's a pretty good theme. <laughs> Call me Paul Muad'Dib. Oh, the other uh, line I really liked during that part where he's drinking the water of life is where he says, Father, the sleeper has awakened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then he just like yells for yeah. his dad. So we could we could do that one. <laughs> uh, it's fine. We'll figure we'll figure, we'll figure something it out. out. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah. We'll we'll find the line that speaks to us. Well, great. This is fun. This was fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we done recording? Let me press bye. <laughs> <laughs>